The week starts with a pause after last week's post-NVIDIA rally across the major stock markets that sent some of them to fresh record levels, remember? So the attention will shift to economic data this week. We will be watching the US and European inflation updates. We will be watching the US growth update and the Reserve Bank of New Zealand's rate decision. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swiss codes daily market talk. Even though we saw some consolidation on Friday's trading session following a significant rally during last week, well, last week ended on a great note for the major US indices and for European and Japanese stocks as well. All of them hit all-time high levels, remember, after NVIDIA, the amazing NVIDIA, reported blowout quarterly results last Monday. So this week starts with the relief that there is not a major fireball that could eventually fall in the middle of the marketplace and rake haywalk across the global financial market. Well, you obviously never know what will happen, but since the beginning of this earning season, remember that Nvidia was pointed as one thing that could possibly go wrong. And not only did it not go wrong, but the Nvidia earnings did go very well on the contrary. Now, consolidation wouldn't be a bad thing, of course, given that the S&P 500, for example, is still trading very, very close to the overbought market conditions and at all-time high levels as well. And if you look elsewhere, well, the European Stock 600 index runs from record to record as well. While well, the British FTSE 100 index has just managed to recover the year-to-date losses on the back of some mixed earnings this earnings season. We didn't really have much time to dive into that, but the British bank earnings were actually mixed. HSBC's profits, for example, fell 80% compared to the same time last year, which is quite huge. And many other British names, including another British bank, which is a standard chartered, HSBC, of course, and even both. Burberry, well, all of these names trade with significant discounts compared to their global peers. And by the way, well, the Standard Charter CEO called his stock price a crap last Friday. Yes, a crap. Complaining that investors don't see the value of their business. Now, funny enough, that crap obviously helped the stock gain up to 10% Friday. It wasn't only the crap, but the bank also announced a 1 billion US dollar worth of a buyback program and a cost-cutting plan as well. But all in all, the British and of course the Chinese stocks are kind of left behind the global stock rally. And for China, this is true despite the similar measures that well, the Chinese government keeps on announcing to stop well, this unstoppable bleeding in the marketplace. Alas, 11 Chinese companies saw their credit ratings lowered at Moody's on Friday. So the CSI 300 index is down by 1% this morning as traders await the latest PMI figures from China this week and some more stimulus measures from the Chinese government to eventually, maybe, hopefully boost some consumer product sales like cars and home appliances. Oh my god. I am sure that Xi Jinping is missing those days of euphoria that he didn't like around Alibaba's single day shopping festival and all of that kind of stuff because the mood in China has well changed. Now this week, investors' attention 
will gently be shifting from company earnings toward economic data. The major focus will be on the USPC data, which is the Federal Reserve's favorite coach of inflation and which could further fuel the controversies between the Federal Reserve those and the Federal Reserve hawks regarding when the Federal Reserve would start cutting its interest rates and by how much it would cut them. Because it's important to keep in mind that while everybody was watching the amazing NVIDIA with their stomachs in their mouth and in their hands and the broad-based stock rally was uh, you know, unfolding thanks to these impressive earnings, while well, the U.S. yields were gently drifting higher. The U.S. two-year yield, for example, hit 4.75% last week, and the 10-year yield advanced to 4.35% before falling back to around 4.22% this morning. Now, higher yields, which are the result of these delayed Fed rate cut expectations, are not necessarily good for stock valuations. But but that negative correlation between well, the yields and the technology stock valuations, for example, is no longer so true. I mean, that came really, really down. Technology stocks go where they want to go, regardless of the Federal Reserve expectations and the yields. And well, that could actually change when the news flow from earnings slow down and when the attention shifts toward the US economic data and to the Fed decisions again. But before I go any further, please note that even after the massive technology rally of last year, there is no short interest whatsoever against the magnificent seven stocks. Investors are not willing to play against these technology giants that are clearly surfing on this AI wave, no matter where the Fed goes with its interest rates. Still, for the rest of the market, other than technology stocks, well, the Federal Reserve expectations and the Fed decisions matter. So at this point in time, the US economy has been quite resilient to the rate hikes and the latest uptick in the CPI data helped investors understand that, well, the Fed will not be cutting its interest rates anytime before this summer. So the first Fed cuts expectation is seen coming by June now with a little less than 70% probability attached to it. And the Fed is seen cutting the interest rates by 80 basis points this year. So that expectation is down from from 150 base point cut that investors were looking for at the start of this year. Anyway, due this week, the latest US GDP update from the US due Wednesday is expected to confirm a 3.3% growth in the fourth quarter with significantly lower price index as well. And on Thursday, this PC data is expected to confirm relatively soft figures. So softer than the CPI numbers that we saw at the beginning of this month, most probably thanks to the different weights that the index attributes to different categories of goods and services. But in all cases, we know that a strong growth could revive the Goldilocks optimism in the market if, of course, inflation numbers continue to trend lower. So for this U.S. market rally to continue, we just need strong growth from the U.S. and, well, eventually soft inflation data.
That's easy, no? Well, let's see. Fingers are crossed. Now it's US turn to surprise us. Now elsewhere, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand will announce its latest monetary policy decision on Wednesday as well this week and is expected to keep its interest rates unchanged at 5.5% level. Now note that there are some rising rumors and chatter regarding the possibility of a rate hike from the RBNZ this week. But I personally believe that the Kiwis will simply warn that more policy tightening cannot be ruled out without, however, taking a concrete action this week. Because if they did, that could eventually weigh on the broad market sentiment and rake some haywalk. But I think that's a tail risk. Other than that, Europeans will be releasing their latest inflation updates this week throughout the week. Both headline and core inflation figures in the eurozone are expected to have further ease below that 3% mark. Now, softening European inflation, if coupled with strong US growth, could keep the euro dollar under pressure near its 200-day moving average level. Even though the European Central Bank's Holtzman said last week that he doesn't see euro area cut its interest rates before a Fed move, the euro area officials should actually face the fact, the reality that their economies are doing nowhere close to the US strength. Of course, the ECB cannot act alone because a too early rate cut from the European Central Bank compared to the Fed would dampen the euro's valuation against the US dollar and that would fuel inflation. God forbid, that's really something that no one wants to happen. But fundamentally speaking, when we look at the fundamentals, the Europeans are obviously in a better position to start cutting their interest rates first. And I continue to believe that the euro dollar deserves more to depreciate against the greenback at the current levels than the contrary. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. Follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. And please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then... Good day trading.